cock-a-doodle-doo, well, cock-a-doodle-dee. <laughs> How do you do? I do cock-a-doodle-ing. <laughs> I'm just trying to set up the first story, but I'm starting way too you early. You are starting way too early. This no, you is the did. earliest segue. I've, I mean, we haven't even addressed it. This is the free platform episode. Nope, you didn't give me a countdown like you did last time, nope, so I'm just I'm, jumping I'm in. I'm not off. doing countdowns anymore. Nope, I am. I'm My <laughs> finger's on the trigger, Michael. I have like these things ready to <laughs> you go. You have to be ready. Yes. That's, that's how you get your best podcasting. I've already you know, got like we talked about. You just get in here and you turn on the mics and now you start talking. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm like a sniper, so I go ahead and like steady the breath, right? Ready yeah. to go. I'm like yeah. and I don't even know when you're gonna start. I'm you just don't. ready to Okay, I'm about to breathe. <laughs> Every exactly. once in a while I'm like, okay, let me let me let me breathe. <laughs> Right on. And because we're on the free platform, guys, that means you can check this episode out with video. With on video? Yubtubs. Yubtubs? YouTube for everyone else. Everybody else. We, we have our right. own slang around here. We're That's hip. right. <laughs> here at Strange Shorts, episode one, two, three. One, two, three? That's right. It's easy Bingo. as that, man. It's like a it's like our it's like a code. It's just like yeah. the code to get into the studio. One, two, three. One, two, three. I didn't want I didn't want to forget. Yeah. No, you it's, know. So God, we we filmed higher thoughts in here. We can't have a complicated <laughs> code to get in. Cannot. Because <laughs> I don't come in here enough. There's no way I would remember it. Never. It's like, oh, son of a... What were we talking about with South Park and Tally? It's like, that's the rhythm to funk it. It's just the rhythm to one of like the TCG intro. Yeah, you have to get high to remember. He has it all... It's like the longest code. It's all coded octavely. <laughs> You thought oh, this was a number right. code? No, it's a tune. Right. <laughs> Weren't you trying to do like a chicken segue or something? Oh, yes. Earlier? I knew. What, I, what was I, that about? God, I, how was I not thinking about these cocks? Yeah, seriously. That's so not like you. It's so not like me. <laughs> oh, my God. How did this ever slip my mind, Michael? Especially these, because these are, these are badass chickens. Oh, okay. Because, Michael, we've talked a ton about weird birds on this podcast because they, yes. they just keep coming up. I don't know why. Birds, birds are, are weird, all, dude. They are. Sometimes I don't think birds are real. Some birds, but some birds what, are. What does that even mean? What do you think they are? Drones. Drones. Okay, maybe <laughs> some of them, but some birds are real. Or just demons. Yeah, they are. They are pretty. They're just very selfish. Yeah. They're probably the most selfish of the animals. They really don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like them and cats, but. Uh, yeah, that's why we eat most of them. Yeah. Well, we always say they're dinosaurs. Yeah. But uh, right here, Michael, up in Canada, going back to Canada. Oh, here we, we just, go. We just did some Canada stuff Sorry recently. about that, guys, but we're going back to Canada. We're going back Sorry. to Canada. You know. But uh, in, in rural Ontario, mm -hmm. some residents have been confused by some strict bylaws by that are, you guessed it, outlawing chickens. Ooh, I think that needs scary. to happen. I think that needs to happen more or less. Like, there's some what? badass chickens around here that need to be fucking put down. Outlawing chickens. At least some of them. <laughs> like, they need to like, fit some uh, criteria, maybe some background checks oh, okay. on these chickens. I thought you were saying, like, they can't have chickens. <laughs> oh, yeah. By this one, it says, uh, by the patchwork bylaws means hens may be permitted in one township, but outlawed in the next. Oh, that is what you mean. Yeah. They cannot own chickens. They that's, cannot see, have them in the town. That's fucked up. That's kind of scary, actually. With the prices of eggs these days. Serious. That's the whole point. I don't think. I think actually this was actually a long-standing thing. One of those like old laws. They're like, wait, yeah. wait a minute. What? What do you mean I can't have a donkey? In oh, my okay. So it's not something. It's not something newly. Passed. I don't think so. No, because in this right here, right here, in uh, Greg Roberts' house in the township of Maddock, Ontario, nailed it. Uh, the cows grazing across the road. Uh, it seems to be more or less the common thing, but mm -hmm. like forty uh, kilometers north. There are chickens 
everywhere. Makes sense. But like, it seems like they should be able to have whatever livestock they want. It's just like, a, you know, it's farmland, it's agricultural land. You, can you right. have whatever livestock you want? No. Because after moving, uh, only after moving did he learn by uh, Maddock bylaws require residents in rural zonings to own a lot measuring six hecta acres in ordering to in order to actually own chickens. So you have to have like roughly uh, a seven and a half Canadian football fields of land in this little oh, township. Is that what it, I was just about to ask what what's a, a hecta acre to an acre. Yeah, a hecta acre. This, I, I love this. That's the whole Canadian story. So we're not using any kind of American. Are sure you pronouncing that right? Look at this word. Hectacre? Hectare? It looks he- like a hectare. Hectare? Yeah. I thought it was it a hect- like. Yeah, I thought it was a hecta acre. Off to Google I go to find your flaws. <laughs> yeah, correct me. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you down a notch. I'm... <laughs> We're gonna see what this but is. But either way, seven and a half Canadian football fields in size. Okay. So one hectare is two point four acres. So almost two and a half acres. There you go. So you have to have uh have to have at least six hectares wow. in this town to have chickens. Anything short of that threshold, you aren't allowed to have a single egg-laying hen on your property. So you need 15 acres to have some chickens? That's just some bullshit. Exactly, but you, you can, can have ha- cows, you can have whatever else you want, yeah. but you cannot have chickens in this township unless you are apparently a land baron. Like, this is this is like the, wow. what else like, these small little county rules. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait a minute, what the, f- how did you monopolize chickens? Right, because like, they want to monopolize eggs. <laughs> it's all about the eggs. It's all about the eggs, I'm telling you. It's all about the eggs around here, Michael. It is. But uh, even as the city of Toronto moves toward a permanent urban hen program, yeah, some rural municipalities in eastern Ontario don't even allow residents to have the backyard birds. Uh, so yeah, they're trying to change these laws because, like I said, people want to be able to self-sustain. People want to be able to yeah. grow their own uh, crops and have their own Absolutely. eggs and birds and poultry. It should be your right. I mean, it's hard enough. It's not like everyone's going to do it. It's fucking difficult to do. Yeah, I mean, chickens annoying. aren't hard to care for, but they're just nasty. They're annoying. Messy. Yeah, and they if you don't have a lot of land, then that means you have to have them near your house. And if they're near your house, they take ownership of everything. Yeah, and if you put them too close to the to the like the woods, they just get eaten by everything that comes by. Yeah, they are dumb. They're not intelligent birds no they are not um but yeah it's like i said people want to be able to self-sustain this is canada guys i thought you guys would be real nice about everything you can't just let somebody have a goddamn chicken in their yard apparently not in ontario apparently not you gotta have a moose apparently you can't a have moose? no can't have no <laughs> roosters but you can have a moose that's <laughs> have some moosters it's absurd the original petition was uh started back in 2020 because they tried to get more than 2,000 residents to sign this petition to be like, guys, it is re- how do we how are we supposed to have this much land? The only, I, that's enough land to have a herd of cattle. Right. But apparently, I can't have a single chicken or in my house or my property unless I have that much land. This is ridiculous, that guys. Is. Like I said, Michael. Michael's had some chickens. We got some chickens outside the studio. They're little, yeah, I have chickens birds. now. They just pop around. But like I said, they sh- you should be able to, if no matter how much land you have, mm-hmm. like you should not restrict you from self-sustaining yourself. Yeah, that's absolutely. a bit of a that's a bit of a pullover right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, there's there's nefarious. Uh, intentions at play here. Think there's some puppet yeah. masters back here, like no, no, yeah. no, 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 no chickens, no chickens for you Canadians. No, not chickens, because then they won't buy the eggs. And this town eggs. runs on eggs, I tell you. Oh, I thought it would. Oh, God, I thought they'd be coming after the Canadian bacon. <laughs> it's the maple syrup next. It's the. <laughs> now that's a mafia. That is a mafia. We've talked the about the maple syrup, syrup mafia. mafia. That is nothing to play they with. They will fuck you up. They will. Guys. Don't fuck with maple syrup like I did this mic stand. <laughs> but guys, like I said, I feel like everybody should have the ability to self-sustain, to grow their own to do these things if they want to and it's, and especially in Canada I know it's a 
fucking cold wilderness up there in some areas, but there's actually some pretty beautiful areas as well where you can have luscious greens. Tons of beautiful area in Canada. Exactly. And there can be chickens all along the grounds. Like I said, everybody needs to have this opportunity, but I just mm -hmm. love that this one town and this one little area in Ontario seems to have a monopoly on chickens. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many you uh, how many you want, as long as you as, if you don't have fifteen acres of 15 land, fifteen acres, man. no cock for you. Wow. Like I said, we're gonna figure this out later on. But guys, I, I just wish I wish they could have a uh, the openness that we have around here, man. I know, right? Everybody should have, everybody should have little chickens running around. Shit, in America, they're raising chickens on their patios, man. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that? I'm just thinking of uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia with the denim chicken. Denim chicken? <laughs> oh. Denim chicken? <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. Denim chicken? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you, can put, you can put your chickens in denim in here. You can. Doesn't Absolutely. even matter. Put little tennis shoes on them. Let them walk around. Yeah. Just no cock fighting, apparently. No. You can raise your own, but you can't raise them to kill. That's right. They do that themselves. Not legally. They do that themselves, apparently. That's right. Did we cover a story last week or two weeks ago about a guy getting killed by we a rooster did. in his backyard? His freaking uh, what femoral artery? Yeah, or... like a thing stabbed him in the back of the yeah. leg and just bled him out in the like he tried to get back That's... to the house and just bled out. Yeah, they're deadly That's birds. That's terrifying, man. honestly. Yes, I mean it, they can't be scary birds if you're not raised around them. It takes some it takes some time, I think, to get used to them. I believe and it. rightfully so. You're yeah. around a rooster, man. It can attack without warning. Those I keep of thinking bitches. of you uh, you saying, it's like, Did, didn't you have a rooster that attacked your dog? Yeah, and I hit his ass with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be done. Had to be done. <laughs> Sometimes you got to slap chickens. <laughs> Sometimes you got to just give a good old nine iron to a Dong. chicken. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Michael, I'm going to take another trip, though, for this next story. We're gonna right, going to leave Canada. We're going to the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. Going We're to going the to UK. Across the pond. All right. Going over to the UK. Because, Michael, we've, we've known to be forgetful around here. We've known to we, forget a few things here and we there. Have, we have. Getting a little higher we thoughts. We must be honest. We must be honest. We mm -hmm. do have a little forgetful tendencies. We'll speak our truths. But, Michael, you ever been? Uh, you ever forgotten that you murdered somebody and then just told a bunch of people about it? Hold on. Like, the day of? Forgot you murdered somebody the day of, but yeah. then you tell people about it. So then, how do you forget it if you for, are telling? Because them? apparently, you uh, you don't know that this is a crime. Oh, you forgot that it was illegal. Yeah, you forgot. <laughs> that. Wait, this is a how's this a crime? What? Wait, I can't do this. You mean killing no. somebody? Come on. No. People kill people all the time. But in the United Kingdom, a man who returned to the scene of a crime after murdering a father of two has been sentenced to life in prison. And I say he forgot. Because this man wandered up to the scene of the crime carrying a half-empty bottle of brandy and heavily intoxicated. Oh, man. He because, was trying to forget too early. Yeah, he was trying to uh, he was trying to clear his head real quick. Yeah, he was. Because according to police, Marek Hecko, age 26, approached the murder scene while heavy and heavily intoxicated and began telling officers that he knew what had happened and that, I think I can help you guys out. After oh becoming God. confrontational, he was arrested on the suspicion of murder, and while in custody, he was later identified as the main suspect. Because after following hundreds of pieces of information pursued by detectives, they said Hecko was charged within a few days of this murder. So yeah, he apparently just walked up and was like, hey, what are you guys looking at? Man. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy. I was fighting with that guy a minute ago. I swear to God, I remember that guy. He just gave up and he's been laying there ever since. <laughs> just, why is he still laying there? Yeah. Get up, asshole. <laughs> Tell the cops what you did to me. <laughs> Fucking get up! Fucking jerk! Fucking oh well, he's British. So fucking get up! Fucking <laughs> fucking fucking get up, mate! <laughs> get up, mate! Hit you with this fucking bottle, mate! Get up! 
But yeah, from the moment this was declared a murder investigation, our team worked tirelessly to gather CCTV statements and compile the evidence. But during the trial, Hecko uh, tried to claim that he turned up at the scene after to see what was happening, despite <laughs> the news being nowhere on social media at this point. Oh, wow. Oh, so you just stumbled across this, you know, crime scene that was kind yeah. of closed off and hidden. Well, that, I mean, if the cops are there, you could allegedly say, oh, what's going on? You know? Yeah, but this was kind of in like a, it wasn't like just open in the middle of the street. Like yeah. they, he kind of like walked up to us like a house and was like, Why, oh, what, okay. what are you guys doing? Yeah. Why are you guys... Uh, why are you poking around Let's here? See, what what, what you, happened uh, here? Oh, you got some questions. I did got you find a, the dead guy in the kitchen? I mean, I, uh, did you find a dead guy? Is there a dead guy in the is, kitchen? Is there, I mean, it's just a hunch. In the house? Just a hunch? Somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there? Is it, is it even a guy that lives here? I don't even know. <laughs> there's no, like, there's no cameras <laughs> yeah. here, is there? Right. He's looking. There's no cameras yeah. around. Shit, shit, shit. This guy doesn't have a, a ring doorbell, I, I noticed. Did, yeah. did you guys take it or... <laughs> yeah, like I said, uh, Hecko was found guilty of murder at uh, Clemson Court on March 13th and sentenced to life in prison with mm. a minimum of 26 years. Because apparently this was a senseless attack on Adrian, which has left two children without a father. And I Damn. hope that they can move forward and find some closure after Hecko is behind bars. Because, yeah, apparently there was no real uh, charge or no real, like, motive for this right. crime. Seems like he just kind of broke into this guy's house and attacked him. But uh, like I said, after they were Whoa. pursued, he just seemed to wander up after police had kind of closed off the scene. Right. And they didn't even have an investigation really So they, had, really they still underway. have no motive. No, it doesn't seem like there's been they, a motive at all. They think it's just a random attack. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe he'd just been drunk for a while and maybe the guy said something to him on the sidewalk or maybe gave him a look while he was walking by or something like that. Like, yeah, this seems to be like a, almost like a random attack yeah. because he's, this man was stabbed multiple times oh, in his Jesus. home. And then this man wandered up after just seeing something. Yeah. Because yeah, this wasn't on the news yet. This wasn't on the social media. This like hadn't even been, like put out yet. Right. But again, guy. he sees all the cops on the scene. So he's I, I guess up, you, you know? could walk up. Yeah, it's, it seems a bit suspicious when someone walks right up to a murder scene as soon as you guys found the murder. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it says, according to officials, they also learned that Ellingford was a former partner of Hecko's on the night of his death, and that Hecko had been exhibiting stalking behaviors. So yeah, apparently this guy may have been stalking him a little bit, may have been kind of watching oh. to wait for the right time. But either way, this guy was trying to clear his head as quickly as possible. Like I said, this is a, the picture you have, almost an empty bottle of brandy. Do you think... And it's uh, a big bottle. Yeah, he definitely made some bad decisions due to intoxication. Yeah, he was but trying he, to clear his mind after this, uh, I do believe. Maybe he was trying to just get rid himself of the guilt, and then, you know, he thought, what the hell, I'm just going to go turn myself in, basically. I guess, but you possibly know? to I an mean, extent. Yeah, he's I, like, I, I'm just going to get super drunk and do the right thing. Yeah, if my guilt, whatever, my guilty conscience, whatever, yeah. it's like, if I'm drunk, you know, I can't be held accountable for what I say. I'm drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I'll get it off my conscience either way. Yeah. But yeah, I thought what it was if he just didn't a... do it? That'd be crazy. He's just like some alcoholic just walking around. <laughs> he really hey, is. Just a... What's going on over here? Oh, is that uh, a dead guy? You put your hands behind your head for me, sir. Why are you? Why, why are you? Why, holding, why, are you <laughs> why are you? Where am I going? What did I do? What happened to Ralph? He was a friend of mine. What happened? <laughs> yeah, this could be wrong place, wrong time, but it does seem like this man had been kind of stalking a little bit prior yeah. to, and he has actually. Uh, uh, also, dude, for them to be putting out these pictures, if you click the link below the description, you can check out. There's multiple pictures of this suspect, like uh, holding. It looks like body cam footage, yeah, um, from a police officer, and also a mugshot. But um, yeah, he looks like he just kind of is just walking by. 
So, I mean, but also they wouldn't put these pictures up like this if they didn't have some other evidence. Because, I mean, this is a good way to get sued if this dude didn't do this. Yeah, because Because you are putting his face blatantly in multiple pictures in this article. Oh, yeah. Well, he's already been charged. He's already been sentenced. They got something else, too, other than him just stumbling up. Yeah. Like I said, the fact that he walked up and immediately says, Yeah. I know what happened. You guys want to know what happened? Yeah. I can tell you a cool story. Right. Yeah, okay. But even that would be enough the back to plaster his name, all, his face all over the place and oh, his no. name. They they've got, you know, they've already yeah. ran tests. His DNA is probably on the scene. And Oh, yeah. There's definitely more to the story than him just walking up and confessing because yeah. that would never yeah. hold up. But that is the funny part of the story. But that is the fact that he just wandered <laughs> up with like almost an empty bottle of Crown Royal like, what are you guys doing? Oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Why are you guys staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Michael, just sometimes wow. you forget. Sometimes you just wander sometimes, up, you're like, oh, yeah. that's why I came back here. Yeah, man, sometimes oh, you yeah. forget things are illegal, and, you know, you do it, and then you're like, gosh darn it, I should Damn. repent. I did not. Ah, why did yeah. I walk back here again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Michael, I was uh, I had this story for you that I wanted to bring to your attention, because me and okay. you talked about this before. You were kind of a big fan of this guy when you did the, the case. It was actually a really fun one for you to do. Yes. But you remember good old Frank Abagnale Jr.? I do. Catch Me If You Can. Yes, Catch Me If You Can. The Leo man. DiCaprio famous movie. Yes. But apparently, Michael, after all the things that have come out about him and his stories and his helping the CIA and FBI and all these things, uh-huh. apparently Frank Abagnale Jr. lied about a lifetime of his crimes. No shit. Apparently. Wait, he lied about lying. He lied about the crimes he committed to make himself seem yeah. more prolific. Yeah. To make him seem... I totally believe that. Oh, I absolutely do. What? Yeah. This guy made his story, his life seem a bit more like outlandish, but maybe he could get a movie deal someday? Oh, what? Hmm. Never seen that before. Right. But yeah, this guy, remember he impersonated a pilot, doctors, lawyers, cashed over, apparently cashed over 17,000 bogus checks and accounting $2.5 million. It was just just the extent to which he pulled these things, quote unquote, pulled these stunts off that Mm -hmm. made me doubt. Like, for instance, when he did his stint as a doctor, he spent years in a pediatric, uh, like, doctor ward or whatever. Yeah. Like a pediatric ward. And I'm like, how? Yeah. Years? You can't fake being a pediatric doctor for years, man. No, you can't fake it until you make it as a doctor. Yeah, maybe in the Civil War times you could fake it because all you needed was a rusty saw and an apron and you were a doctor. But no, once you need a medical degree and shit. I get this was the 70s, but still, man. I just, nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little questionable on some of those things. But a new report from the New York Post claims that Frank Abagnale Jr. actually lied about his lifetime of lies. Frank always had been the first to tell his story about a life of cons and deceit, whether it was at speaking gigs or talk shows or in his memoirs. But uh, in his book, Frank claimed that between the ages of 16 and 21, he impersonated a Pan Am pilot. He also claimed that he posed as a doctor in Georgia and as a lawyer in the attorney general's office of Louisiana. But yes, and most of us believe that to be true for most of his time. But after attending one of Abigail's wow. talks back in 1981... Way to ruin the myth mythology, Andy. I, you, you're going to blame me? It. I didn't do this journalism. God I'm just bringing it. you the facts. We're doing the journalism right now. We're spreading this news. It's like some people are probably inspired by this. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> this just in. Frank Abigail Jr., your, liar. Your favorite con man conned you all. <laughs> this con man was conning you about being a con man. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> but uh, yes, Jim Keith didn't believe a word about what he was saying. So he spoke to Abby Ellen, who wrote the 2019 book Duped about serial liars, 
and she t- uh, told him that she could not. He couldn't let go of the fact that Abagnale was essentially lying about lying. Right. They're saying like, I don't. I, how did you pull all of this off? This is too ridiculous. There are too many things. They're like, okay, how did you do this for years? How did you yeah, just exactly. infiltrate this hospital? How did you into the in- attorney general's office? Right. How were you signing? Yeah. Getting, how'd you get into the cockpit of a plane? Come on, dude. Yeah. So apparently Keith teamed up with a former border patrol officer and a professor of criminal justice named William Tooney or Tony. Yeah, I think it's Tony. Uh, but between them, they gathered files, like a file of documents from court letters, uh, from airlines, universities, government sources, and they reportedly found a small portion of what Abagnale claimed was actually true, but only a small portion of it act- right. they could actually find the paper trail to back it up. Okay. But according to about 87 pages of ev- evidence, Frank apparently did forge checks, he did impersonate a pilot, and he did escape jail. But a lot of his claims were inaccurate, misleading, and exaggerated or completely false, according to Mr. Keith. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't, I never fully believed that he could get away with all of these things back no. in the 70s. Because, yes, it was easy to con like, people. It was easy to pull things over. But yeah. it, it's not, you cannot create this many extensive, successful lives. Right. Like that he had, easily. He had this one point where, like, uh, it's and it's pictured here in the movie, this scene, where he has, like, this whole entourage of stewardess, stewardesses. Um, on his arm or whatever, and he like, he like hires all of these college age girls or whatever to pose as stewardesses to take pictures and stuff. Yeah, in like different places and act like and walk around with him like he's an entourage, basically just to sell the fact that he is the person on the check, the pilot on the check. Exactly. You it's, see what I'm saying? Like, it's insane. There, it's, yeah, it's a lot of steps like, to try on. and do this. It's like, at a, what point does that not even become valuable? Because you have to pay these girls. Or like, or I think, actually, I think he lied and said, like, they were going to get exure to magazines. It was like those interested in modeling or whatever. You know, the old fucking yeah, serial killer them. pitch. I'm going to take pictures of you. He's conning them he's conning to get them. more money. And yeah. He's never going to pay them. Just so he looks the part. But, but that's yeah. just so far-fetched, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they, they said he did all this between the ages of 16 and 21. Right. Were you that smart at 16 and 21? No. No, I'm not. None of us are doing all of these extensive, greatly over-exaggerated crimes at these ages. Also, at 21, you're not passing for an accomplished pilot either. And like, you no, you're not Doogie There's so many issues with this. But yeah, not only that well, he could have not done these, these cons between those ages, apparently between the ages of 16 and 21, he spent most of that time in prison. And they don't seem mm-hmm. to ever seem to uh, find that on his record, but they also allegedly found that Abagnale's supposed impersonations of a university professor, a lawyer, and a member of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee wow. never actually happened. But they did find him in France. They though, did right? find him in France. Yes. Yeah, he was arrested in France, so he did make uh, he did make a lot of money forging checks somehow. He did, but th- th- he but got out of here. They do say that there is no way if that's if those case if those numbers line up yeah. that he could have cashed the two point five million dollars worth of checks. the The money would not have been able to accumulate that quickly if he had been in prison for the mo- like majority of the years. Uh, right, right. Yeah, right. nineteen se- in like nineteen seventies or whatever, he would have had to cash seventeen thousand checks in like a matter of a couple of months almost. Yeah, yeah. Like every every so often. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, this is a. AARP, where Abagnale was the co-host of the Perfect Scam podcast, told the New York Post that he was no longer associated with their company. Uh, after the greatest hoax of all times, author Alan C. Logan writes, the time Abagnale wasn't in some prison or jail amounts to about 14 months. So cashing $17,000 in, four, in 14 months yeah. is about 40 checks a day. <laughs> 
So that's that's kind uh, of where they're falling into this thing. It's yeah. like, okay, we've kind of you lined up. 40 checks a day. 40 okay. checks a day to accumulate $2.5 million. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even on like a steady period of time because he's in and out of jail. He's, right, he's got these right. still different stints. There's no way you're getting out of jail, accumulating all the resources you need to make this perfect con, perfect, you know, like scan that you have, everything you need to then cash 40 checks before you go back to prison. Yeah. Yeah. This is, there's a few things that are starting not to wow. line up, but apparently they've, uh, Unilad, who's, that we got this article from, has approached representatives of Frank and uh, they've gotten no comment yet. Yeah, I bet. I bet there's not a lot of comments coming from old Catch Me If You Can. If I was no, him, I would not. be trying to dip the fuck out and say, yeah. yeah, Catch Me If You Can, motherfucker. This was his longest con yet. <laughs> exactly. He was ma- He was trying to ride this out he until was... he died. Yeah. But no, one of you guys that actually dig into his past, why right? couldn't you just let the Leo DiCaprio role just be me? Why can't you just let that be me, huh? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, we do it for uh, Wild West figures all the time. Exactly. How many Wild West figures are like, look, he's Robin Hood. He was raping a dude behind that shed. <laughs> but no, look, he gave all to the poor. Look at what he did to that horse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are normally left out every uh-huh. once in a while to, to really, you know, dramatize these crazy life stories. So I, I was, I wanted to bring this to your attention, Michael. I know we've yeah. kind of joked about the Catch Me kind If of You a Can bummer. story. Yeah. We've joked about how like the greatest con man of all time, but I... I don't think he actually is. Apparently not. I think he knew that that might actually get him somewhere in life if he pretended to be the greatest con man of all time. Absolutely. And became public about it. Yes. Then you're like, it makes you almost seem like the retired mobster who is coming out and telling all the secrets. You get all the interviews. You get the book deals. And you've already done your time. Yeah. You did a few cons. You did forge some checks. You did these things. So you actually know a little bit about it. Right. But let's say... All you think in the rest of your life is, oh, if I do this again, I'm going back to prison for the rest of my life. Right. So what if I just own it and say, actually, you guys have any idea how much I really did? You don't Mm -hmm. even know. I did so much more. You guys don't even know who you're dealing with. Right, right. So, yeah, it gives him this leg up. It gives him a celebrity status for the Mm -hmm. rest of his life. So, yeah, this actually makes a lot of sense for the greatest con man of all time to be conning us. I think it's hilarious because when we did this episode, one of the things we kept bringing up where we're like, there's no fucking way he could pull this off in today's day, day and age. No way. No. It, and I, that's just brilliant that it's today that we debunk him. It's like you get people, a debunked oh, fact people that, aren't taking you for your word anymore, huh? Imagine that. Boy who cried wolf over here. Yeah, once your <laughs> you know once your mean? story actually left the, the bookshelves and yeah. it actually hit the internet and everybody mm-hmm. could actually research this shit and it wasn't just the people who were reading your book going, oh, well, that's a crazy story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now you got some internet sleuths who are going, hey, that math ain't mathing. Nope. We got to... Gotta crunch some numbers here. Hold on, Frank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, never want to put those lies out there in the day of the internet, baby. Someone will no, find sir. out. No, sir. But yeah, sometimes you get a little bummed, but I think that is the that's a good fitting end to the the greatest con man of all time to possibly being yeah. found out to have been conning us about that. Yeah, and that's kind of the that's the full circle I moment guess. of that. But but this con comes back to bite him in the ass more than any con he's ever done because now he sucks. Yeah, because now he's not just a con man. Now he's more of a liar. Now you're just a liar. Yeah. You're just a liar. We thought you were... Just a narcissistic liar who, you know... And maybe that's what he thought his life was. Mm -hmm. This grandiose, you know, scheme after scheme. Yeah, maybe he thought he was Leo DiCaprio. He thought he was this criminal mastermind who was... (laughs) He did. I always thought, I'm like, he's not really that attractive. Like, even in his his best day, he's like, he still wasn't like... 
Uh, he wasn't, Leo DiCaprio. He wasn't a head turner. No, he's not Leo DiCaprio. Right now, he looks Hell like no. Dick Cheney's stunt double. Like, he's got this weird little Lord Fauntleroy haircut, like Lord, like Farquaad or whatever. Like, would you just get this off? Stop it. Stop growing out the sides. Yeah, Cheney meets Bernie Sanders. Yeah, though. kind of. Yeah. Especially in his older days. Yeah. Because he, he's got the the head shape of a thumb. Yeah. So, like, Perfect definitely, thumb. definitely no Leo DiCaprio vibes going on for this man. No. But yeah, it, it makes sense. Let's tell everybody I'm the greatest con man of all time. They don't even know all of my crimes because of how good I was. Right, right. And the, uh, who's gonna who's gonna check me? How are you gonna how are you gonna fact check me back now? But yeah, day yeah. of the internet, they, people can pull records. People can pull your yep. your prison dates, your fucking court dates. Yeah, buddy. All those things can just be pulled up on public access. That's right. Your time is up. Yep. Can't just pull. It can't just be a con, a snake oil sales. It's a bummer anymore, though. Guys. It's a bummer, man. That was a fun crime story, you know. Mm-hmm. Next thing you're going to tell me, D.B. Cooper's fake. I swear to God, if you find that out, don't even bring it on the show. And don't even bring it on the show. Don't I mean, I don't think he was fake. I think, you know, I, you know, we, we already talked about what happened, Michael. He just paid everybody off on the plane and yeah. he just rolled off. We hope so. That's what happened. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know this God, is this is so. still, this is a new New York Post story. Unilad's also covering this right now. There is, yeah. like I said, uh, Frank Abagnale has not reached out for comment. He has not that later on declared this is false or even said yes. So... We'll see if there's anything that comes out from this, but I, I have a strong feeling that this might be the end of the Frank Abagnale legend. Yeah, yeah, so, it's pretty much the it. I do hope so, end. guys. But, uh, Michael, I got another story. We're going to go back to Ontario for just a little bit. Oh, God. Right we, back to Canada. Because we, we had go. some stupid U.S. driver who did not realize that, you know, Canada doesn't use miles. Oh, what you the know? hell? This ain't the Autobahn? What the hell is a <laughs> kilometer? A <laughs> kilo? Kilo, what's a kilometer? Huh? Kilo, man, I ain't doing cocaine. What the, what the hell? hell is? <laughs> Goddamn, Canada legalize everything. <laughs> Shit. But a driver from New York who was allegedly caught doing nearly double the speed limit in Ontario told police that they didn't realize speed limits weren't posted in miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? I thought I was still in New York. What yeah. The fuck are these numbers? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? A G? No, that's a six. What are you? Do you need glasses, sir? Right. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't think I need them here. <laughs> I had an American prescription. I don't have a Canadian one. Right? <laughs> but yeah, the Ontario Provincial Police, uh, Kevin Winstead, told CTV News Toronto that the driver was pulled over on Highway 420. Speeding. Four twenty, really? Highway four twenty, baby. No way. Another reason I brought this story to you. Nice. I just wanted to let you know that this does exist. Yeah, you need to take a road trip. <laughs> we do need to take a road trip, and it's Canada too. It's a, so. Canada Highway four twenty. Yeah. I think this might be the next time we do a road show. <laughs> <laughs> but around three fifteen in Niagara Falls, which is about a ten minute drive from the Rainbow Bridge border crossing, uh, of course, the posted speed limit in the area is eighty kilometers per hour. Okay. And the fifty two year old driver was allegedly caught doing a hundred and forty two kilometers Jeez. per hour. He said, I didn't know what the fucking numbers were. It's at 80. That's 90 miles an hour for you Americans. So, yeah, he thought he was doing 10 miles over the speed limit, which is still speeding, bud, which is still speeding. Yeah, yeah. You know, not to be an, not to be one of those people, but mm, it's speeding when you're 10 speeding. miles over. Excuse me. The speed limit. <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> where is where is Leroy when we need him? <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's like, I didn't know it was in miles per hour. What the fuck? And he's like, well, if you convert 140 kilometers, that's 90 miles. And you're like, yeah, no. Yeah. You got you to gotta figure out math, bud. You're not right. trying to do, uh, you're not trying to just convert it with like a, oh, it's 10 more miles. Right? Right. It's 10 more. Right? <laughs> he was basically doing like 90 and a 50. 
Yeah. If you can expect these numbers, that's what he yeah. was doing. Yeah. He yeah. was doubling down. He's like, oh shit, I thought it was 80 miles per hour here. I was just fucking going 90. Yeah. So, that's the big deal. Right? Got to nah. look at that little kilometer section yeah, you know of your speedometer. Yeah, there's two numbers on yeah, there. Yeah, there's two numbers on there. Believe it or not, go look. Do you think that was just even for, on your forward? Did you think that was just for looks, <laughs> just for shits and giggles? You're like, right. oh, I guess that's like what is it, thick elvish? Yeah, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> that's a good guess. Ugh, I yeah. don't know what that is. What is? We're not in Europe, fuck right? <laughs> this is for when they for this before they ship the cars over here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't. I just love the fact that an American tourist was like Highway 420, baby. <laughs> Honestly, and just burned out. Right, and honestly, it can't be the first. That's an honest mistake. Like, let's say you grew up, you know, on a border town or whatever, and you di- you don't go to Canada very much, or maybe you're young, you're 16 years old, go go across the border for the first time, and you see a speed limit sign and it says 80. I mean, you're gonna think it, you can go 80. I, I do think so, but I feel you like know, at this point, it happens he's 50, more than you think. Probably. He's 52 years old. At yeah. this point, I feel like it was just like a. I'm just going to see if I can get away with this excuse. Prop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm I just going to go real look, fast. You had to see yourself just flying by everybody. You know exactly. What I mean? That's what I That's what I tell people. I'm like, you don't know. I tell my kids, you know, my daughter's about to be driving soon. And I'm like, if you're unsure, just go with the speed of traffic. Just yeah, don't be right. flying around. Just just blend in. Mm-hmm. Just blend in. That's what my dad told me. Too. He was like, never lead the pack. Yeah. Just blend <laughs> like in. Be in the middle of the pack. That's right. But uh, because that's the one time I did get really pulled over. I was, I got pulled over to a 90 and a 70. Mm. And I was like, the cop was like, how fast do you think you were going? I was like, 75, 90. Ooh, I, yeah, I wasn't, my bad. Mm -hmm. That's on, yeah, good job. That's on me. I wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) my bad. I was like 19. So I was just like, yeah, my bad. I wasn't pinked. Yeah. (laughs) Just hauling ass in like a Land Rover. One gust of wind that I would just been rolling across that <laughs> oh, yeah, highway. You had one of the old square ones. I remember that. Thing. Yeah, that big old Discovery. Yeah, can't get that thing to run. Cannot. <laughs> no, they're garbage. No, no, they, no, no, no. Don't don't even try. The longevity of them is garbage. But yeah, they're calling it stunt driving. But yeah, I love the fact that yeah, it's just the Canadians are like, come on, Americans, just 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 learn the metrics, right? It's just it's not the same. You don't right? co- we don't come over here. We don't slow down. <laughs> right. We don't come you to don't you see and then us drive poking down Main Street. Yeah, we don't come over to yours with your miles per hour, and we start going super super slow. You yeah. don't. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's I mean, just I know uh, you're sorry, but come on, guys. You're 52 years old. Like I said, I feel like this was just a guy being like, I wonder if I can get away with this excuse. If I just play dumb, I'm just going to go 90. Just just see what happens. When in just, doubt, play dumb. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the old Chappelle show joke where he's like, sorry, officer, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just be, yeah, play the dumb didn't American. Know. Play the dumb American. I, I didn't know I couldn't do that. There you, you go. You? It's very easy. I thought this was, thought this was Germany. <laughs> <laughs> thought that's what you guys were famous about, right? Right. But uh, exactly. we're gonna we're gonna come back home to America now, Michael. I got All another right. story for you for America, but this time, I cannot express the just the roller coaster of emotion that this story takes you on. Okay, because an Arizona man was shocked to find out that his deceased mother, his dearly departed mother, that her body was not disposed of the way that he had thought it was going to be, but instead it was strapped to a chair and detonated in a U.S. military blast testing. Whoa. I mean, His mother's body was used for military blast testing? I mean, did she sign up for that? I don't think she did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Arizona Body uh, Deton- uh, Donation Center, where FBI agents discovered a woman's head sewn onto a male body like Frankenstein. Oh my. Also sold an elderly woman's corpse to the U.S. Army to be blown up in a blast testing experiment. So yeah, this is uh, this uh, little area has already been under some scrutiny. 
kind yeah. of recently for doing a little makeshift, you know, Play-Doh back there. Okay. Can't just mix and match parts, guys. It's not, this is not Victorian London. You can't just. Yeah, that's but, pretty uh, fucked up. Yeah, but Jim? I mean, typically they would keep this type of thing secret. I'm curious really to see how this guy found out about this. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, Jim Stauffer had donated his mother's body to the Biological Resource Center in Maropa County, Arizona in 2013. Uh, she died at age 74 from Alzheimer's, and doctors believe the disease may have mutated, although she, is not, she does not have the usual Alzheimer's gene, and they hope to study her brain after her death. So neurologists said they, they could not accept the body. Jim Stouffer donated it to the uh, BRC in hopes her brain could still be used for scientific research. But several days later, he received a wooden box containing his mother's ashes but he was never told how his mother's body had been used at the center. So he, mm. he told them, yeah, use my body, my mother's body for scientific research. I want her brain to be tested. She had this weird Alzheimer's gene that was not really common. This needs to be looked into. Okay. So a year or years later, well, the Reuters report revealed that her brain was never used for Alzheimer's research. Instead, her body was sold off to the U.S. Army so that it can be used for an experiment to measure how big them bombs go boom. Oh, my God. Right. Let's just throw like I know oh, the bad thing is it's like we make test dummies. We make ballistic dummies. We make the most yeah. realistic human replicas. We have pig corpses too. Pigs are real That's similar. Very true. That's you very can just true. throw a pig body out there. But no, you were literally just to the point where like Did we get that old lady? She I mean she's dead, right? Like she's dead, right? Like can we get her? Right. Like Come on, come on. Like it's Dude, this reminds me of this weird uh this short film that I watched. It's on Netflix. It's called Love, Death and Robots. Oh, have yeah. you seen that show? Yeah. Have, have you watched all of them? You know, because every episode's a completely different concept. Yeah, it's an anthology series. Everything right. is. It's like yeah. Black Mirror or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they there's this one where these scientists, these government scientists, are testing these crazy military explosives and weapons on inmates. Mm -hmm. And basically what they tell the inmate is that if you know, if you volunteer for this testing, you can you can earn your freedom. Yeah. And they're definitely going to die in every single test. Exactly. Like, they know they're going to die. And so it's like, it's really fucked up. But, but the inmates don't know. The inmates have no idea, no. Yeah. And it's like, and then after they the inmate gets destroyed by whatever weapon they're testing, like, the scientists are, like, high five and they're like, holy shit, wow. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it was, it's really awkward because there's, like, hardly any music. It's mm -hmm. like you're in the room with them and it's just fucking weird it's like yeah they definitely do this shit oh yeah there's the, that's not far from you know yeah, the old that, school nazi torture camps and you know stalin they're still doing this shit now man but yeah that's not far from that but uh yeah he said uh, apparently she was strapped to a chair on some sort of apparatus and the detonation took place underneath her to get the kind of idea of what a human body goes through when a vehicle is hit by an ied so you never seen those little like air the airbag things where a guy like sits on a tire with an airbag in it and gets shot up. Yeah, yeah. They did that with an IED in an old woman's body. Okay. They put her ass in a chair and sh blew up through her ass mm. through the sky, just to just to see what it would do. I mean, like let's just see what happens. I mean, why why test like you know with things that people care about. Like, why do that? Yeah, I know, right? But, uh, yeah, there, well, there was actually wording on this paperwork about performing this stuff. They actually, that's an option on there. It's like, hey, you want to just let us do what we want with the body? Can we just, like, fuck around with it? Yeah. That's an option. And he was like, we we actually checked no on all these boxes. Don't uh, fuck around with Nana's body. Right. Don't blow it up. <laughs> like, yeah. that's actually a real thing. 
But the uh, donation center is no longer operating after it was raided in 2014 by the, uh, by the FBI following accusations that it was selling donated bodies for profit. It was during the 2014 oh raid that agents made several horrific discoveries, including a woman's head sewn onto a male torso, dismembered limbs, and heads strewn about with a cooler filled with male genitalia. Oh my God. So yeah, like I said, this place was not exactly the most uh, honest and most you know forthcoming body like research center. Yeah. They were already just just chopping these things up like it was a pick-apart place. Oh my God. Yeah, this is not a junkyard, people. People don't bring their bed people here to mm. be picked apart. It's not a salvage yard. But uh, yeah, the BRC's owner, Stephen Gore, pleaded, uh, pleaded guilty to illegal control of an enterprise in 2015 and is certainly curbing probation. I didn't know that was a crime. Yeah, I control an enterprise illegally. So, uh, well, yeah, if your just, enterprise uh, is selling body parts, then you would, yeah. Yeah, but you would think you would go to actual jail. Yeah. He's just currently serving probation. Oh. But yeah, he's wow. one of several. This uh, Jim Stoffer is one of several people currently suing Gore and the BRC. How Gore had stolen a lot more than my mom's body with his actions. Because every time you think about her, there's a memory of just of the time you, of that photograph. You're like, well, that's the last time her body was like that. So, yeah, not exactly what we wanted to, you bring those ashes home and you just look at that box of ashes and you're like, yeah, I thought she was peacefully cremated. Mm. Nope. Nope. They, they blew her ass up like a goddamn turkey. This is, yeah. Mm. Sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry. I get that. Like, it would be hard to get that image out of your mind knowing that that happened. I just, I just don't understand how he found out. Like I said, I feel like after they did this, the raid in 2014, after the FBI kind of raided this place and started yeah, finding maybe all these he other saw things, pictures. I feel like they probably found some paperwork, and then they were oh, like, "Hey, okay. sir, we uh, I know we you checked okay, these so things." Okay, so they just went and uh, and told these family members. Yeah, there's like several family members. They had to go back and tell, being like, "Yeah, we know you checked the possible donation to science, but you right. see, they they put some white out and they put Jump Snake Canyon." Um, <laughs> so if you want to see the footage, yeah. she didn't make it. She um, <laughs> did not make it. Um, yeah. but the footage is pretty cool. <laughs> so I'll wow. admit, yeah, 50, 50, yeah. but yeah, we're, okay. We'll take him to jail. <laughs> wow, dude. But yeah, as I said, that was just not, it's never what you expect when you, do, you donate your loved one's body to science, to be, to be researched, no. to hopefully help other people. And the only thing it helped was make some soldier's day. Yeah, there's a lot of shady shit around the, just the funeral industry, the donation of bodies. Um, a lot of that stuff is, is really creepy. You got to be careful what you check. Like, even if you're an organ donor, it's ridiculous how much rights you give up just being an organ donor or whatever. Exactly. When you die, it's like... And U.S. military doesn't have access to enough bodies already. Not enough bo- fucking bodies around right. the world. They're just leaving in their treks. They can't just pick up a few and bring them back. Right. <laughs> yeah. You really got to start bring- you start picking up old people's remains at funeral homes being like, yeah, oh, you're not using man. that, right? Jesus. All right. We've got, we got a van. Just just bring them out. <laughs> or worse, they're offing them, offing them early so they can use their bodies and shit in places yeah. like hospice or whatever. You know, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying mm-hmm. most likely. There are some sketchy things to do go out there, yes. Michael. Yes. But yeah, that's all I got for you this time. I wanted to let's leave you with that little... Uh, what a dark story to end on, dude. A dark story to end on? Yeah. Was, I, I know, but that's the, still the greatest thing to happen to me after death. If you think, if you just think, oh, well, I'm going to the ground after death, yeah. and then you get to the afterlife, and they're like, oh, you... Th- no! Come check this out. Look what they did. Yeah. You're like, so you're going to check that box. You're like, you can blow me up. That's fine. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this, Michael. Make it fucking cool. Yeah, strap me to a motorcycle. Let me do an evil... 
fucking evil stuff. That's what I said. Snake River, baby. I want to see it and put some fucking rockets on the back of that thing. I will break the right. land speed record in the nude. Just duct tape my naked old body to like the next jet propulsion, like, you know, fucking dirt bike thing. Yeah, yeah. Just send my body just screaming down there, all the skin <laughs> flapping in the chief force. You're just going to be naked with an evil cape. <laughs> yeah. All, all my just loose skin that just makes the cape at this point. Oh, be, God. <laughs> You just catching oh. all the wind force, all the G force, just ripping my body. Yeah. Right. yeah. Speaking of images, you don't want to see. Oh my god. This is why you come on YouTube, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy just acted it out. I don't even know how he got his skin to do that. It was, I know. It's it uh, crazy. I'm like Wolverine. Actually, uh, <laughs> I grow this back every once in a while. I shed it whenever I need to grow a size. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, all right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, the strange shorts on the free platform. We had fun. Absolutely, guys. I was. It's been a fun episode. That's right. It's always a blast. And like we said, guys, uh, every free platform, Strange Shorts, also has a video to go along with it. Um, search True Crime Guys wherever, or no, on YouTube, rather. Not wherever you get your YouTube, but just YouTube. And subscribe, guys, because also, me and Andy put up every TCG proper episode with video. Uh, my lovely wife, Kristen, adds pictures and funny gifts and things as we're talking. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's yep. a good time on YouTube. So it really guys, is. Sometimes join I... us on there, and and if you're not already a Patreon member, you can get on some of those YouTube That's videos right. that you might not find on the regular channel. Mm-hmm. You can see our YouTube. You can see our Patreon videos where we That's even right. dress up. We put on costumes sometimes. Right. We get into character. We have a lot more fun on Patreon. Those videos yeah, no even doubt. show it. So no doubt. So if you guys uh, aren't already Patreon members. Check that out before you even go to the YouTube page. Who knows? That's right. And speaking of Patreon, uh, last week, or no, this week is a Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're hearing this on the free platform um, on Sandu or on True Crime Guys. Uh, so yeah, the Sandu stories, our newest Sandu stories, chapter, or what is it? 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is actually part three of a three-part episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this will be the finale, the conclusion of that of the experiment, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. So you go check out Sandu Stories when you join Patreon, or you can check it out on the free platform as well. There's, what, four or five episodes? I think the fourth episode just came out. Home Sweet Homes just came out, and I said that it was going to be a brush with death. I got them confused. Uh, I made so many mistakes on the last episode. Do I even podcast? (laughs) Listen, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Cast failed successfully. That's right. All right, guys, that's pretty much it. That's all we got for you this week. Uh, if you are on Patreon, me and Andy will see you next Monday for another set of strange shorts. But if not, guys, keep creeping and uh, be strange, but don't be strangers and all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other shows on our TCG network, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Starting every Monday with new episodes of Strange and Unexplained, followed every other Tuesday by our audio drama podcast, Sandu Stories. Then, of course, new episodes of True Crime Guys every Wednesday. And if that's not enough, head on over to our Patreon, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content, including older episodes, Strange Shorts, the latest edition of Sandu Stories, and, of course, higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. You hush your mouth, boy.